Welcome back to another brand new episode of the Nothing Important Podcast with your host, Matt Reyes. Yo! How's everybody feeling? How's everybody fucking feeling? I hear a plane flying overhead and that just distracted me. Like I'm a fucking... I don't know what the fuck I am. Um, I'm exhausted, but I'm going to keep my motherfucking energy up, ladies and gentlemen, because it's time to podcast. You might not always feel like it's podcasting time. You know, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that means. Uh, no, nah, I'm not going to get into my self-help bullshit today. I'm in a chill mood. I just had some tea. I am post-workout. I did a full high-intensity training workout. It was about 45 minutes, drenched in sweat. And that's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful fucking thing. To me, when you get like a great workout in, like when you sweating and you struggling and you lost your breath and you complete that motherfucker, to me, the completion is like, what can I compare that to? Like a climax. Like I just fucking, I just came you know what I'm saying? I just fucked life in the ass. I fucked life in her tight ass. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's what it feels like. It feels like you're fighting back, you know? Beautiful thing. You know, beside the effects of, you know, the positive correlation that working out has on your health and your brain, people forget that one as well. Great. You look better. You lost some weight. You don't look like a fat fuck. You might feel even a little bit better, but also neurologically, it recalibrates you and uh, you're smarter when you work out consistently. You are. So work out. Um, but that being said, you know, I'm a little bit sore right now. I just had some tea. I'm on the come down. I had some, you know, what did I, what did I have for dinner? I had some pasta with shrimp and I, I got a, a black tea. I just put some honey in that bitch real hot and I sipped it nice and slow. You know what I mean? I might do that again. I might, you know what I'm saying? I might double dip on the tea tonight. Treat it my motherfucking self. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Today was today was a good day. Today was a good day. I, I recognize as long as I continue to keep my mind on an even motherfucking keel. If I, if I accept that as the change in my life stoicism just never too high, never too motherfucking low. Understand that whatever happens in my life, there's more headed. <laughs> there's more headed my way on both directions. But when, when the things happen that I may perceive in the moment as negative or bad, I take them in stride. I take them in stride. I learn from those things and I grow from them. They make me stronger. And... Um, I'm appreciative of that. I'm losing my focus right now because I guess like I kicked I kicked the desk in the in the office and now I'm looking at a beautiful photo of beautiful mountains as a screensaver and the sun is just breaking through the clouds, shining onto the top of the mountain. And it looks like it looks like God. You know, that's what God looked like to me. You know what I'm saying? Sunshine, sunshine. Um Yeah. Fuck is going on though, you know? Fuck is going on with everybody. Um, didn't spend too much time on the internet today. That's usually my source of inspiration, unfortunately. Uh, I am, I'm addicted. 
I'm addicted to the motherfucking internet. And I usually source my fucking... Oh, what I did see. I did see something horrible. You know, this is your daily update if you want to get into something fucking terrible. I was looking on Worldstar and they got these Chinese people basically quarantined in plastic sheds outside. Big plastic rectangle and they got people sitting in these motherfuckers like three feet from each other. Each one has one person in it. <laughs> and it's wrapped with it. What appears to be fucking saran wrap. It looks like saran wrap that they wrapped the whole fucking rectangle in. And I looked at that and I was like, you know, we were just talking about God a second ago. God to me looks like the sunshine. I'm a, tomorrow I'm going to wake up. I'm going to face the sun and I'm say, thank God I'm American. All the shit I bitch about. All the complaints I have. You know? Acting like America ain't the best goddamn place on the motherfucking planet. Niggas in China? <laughs> if they don't want to go take that shot, they're going to get killed. But when they take that shot, even if they took that shot, when you get COVID over there, niggas is putting you in rectangle plastic boxes. Like you fucking Woody in Toy Story. You know what I mean? I was just watching Toy Story too. Classic. Classic. Um... Number twos for films are, are rarely good. Toy Story 2 was hitting. It was hitting. Um, there was that scene with a, the girl cowboy. He meets up with the girl cowboy. And he's trying to get the fuck out of there. And she wants him to stay and complete the whole crew. He basically like re reunites with all the cowboy toys. And why am I giving you a synopsis on a child movie? Because it's my motherfucking podcast. Sit down and listen. She basically starts to give him like the guilt trip of why he should stay. And her background... And it goes into this song, which this is a sad motherfucking song for a little white cowgirl toy. This shit hit me in my fucking heart. You know, I was watching with my daughter and she wasn't getting emotional. I was. Um, <laughs> it's basically like the girl, she starts singing. She was like talking about her previous owner, which was a little girl, owned her. She's a toy in the movie. It's Toy Story. Keep up. Her previous owner started growing up and went to college. And um, the song is basically like how she slowly lost that position of being adored and loved and turned into a forgotten toy. A lot of symbolism, a lot of parallels you can draw there into the real life. You might not be a little white cowgirl toy, but I think, you know, that... That emotional state of being is applicable to the human experience as well. You know? When somebody loved me, everything was beautiful. Oh my God, man. No, that song to me is sadder than the Sarah McLaughlin song that they use for the abused dogs. That shit is sad. <laughs> this song is sadder. It is sadder. You know what I mean? Made me think about my childhood toys. What toys did I have when I was a kid that were popping? I had, which was not my fucking generation, but I saw it in the store and I wanted it. I had a Stretch Armstrong. You fucking stretch the shit out of his arms. I had that thing. I remember I liked that toy a lot. I remember I had the 90s version of like Rock'em Sock'em Robots, which was like way more fucking advanced, not advanced, but way like cooler. Like they really spent a lot of time developing the toys that were boxing each other. And um, they weren't like Rock'em Sock'em Robots. They were like two Asian guys because the 90s was wildly racist 
And the only way that Asian people got into the limelight is if they knew Kung Fu and can float. You know? Hidden tiger, crouching dragon type shit, right? You guys remember that? Um, (laughs) Why are Asians not coming out in 2022 saying, yo, America is wild, bro? Because it wasn't even only America. That's the thing, too. Like, Asia was doing that shit. (laughs) They was cooning hard. They was cooning hard. Like, the 1990s was... There was still, like, fucking Chinese dynasties going on in China. Like, there was still... (laughs) You know what I mean? Niggas smoking opium with, you know, sword fighting and jumping off buildings, doing karate and shit. That shit was not happening in reality in the 1990s. It was just entertainment. And that's how the Asians kind of broke out into Hollywood. But goddamn, what an exploited aspect of their culture, right? You know, (laughs) that shit is wild, bro. That shit is wild. We always we always come at it, Hollywood for being racist or black people or Hispanic or not necessarily like racism, but like prejudice and expressing stereotype, um, which could be very true. It could also be is what sells, you know, <laughs> and evidence of that is fucking Chinese people in the 1990s dressing up like they were feudal lords, like they were Mongolians in the year 14 B.C., and um, jumping, you know, with wires on their back, backs and apparently floating. And, you know, you know, all that shit, man. I used to love that shit, though. I used to fucking love that shit. But you look back and you're like, this is wild racism. This is, <laughs> this is aggressive stereotyping. You know? How many Asians actually know martial arts in the modern day? And it's so funny. It's like, once again, like life imitating art. Because now we live in a time in 2022 where combat sport is humongous. It is fucking globally adored. The MMA is God. You know what I'm saying? And like I think about that, man. That culture came from like a subculture of like idolization of like Mortal Kombat and shit. And now niggas is really doing Mortal Kombat. It's really like the best fighters from across the fucking planet. Going into a ring, you know, it's not magical and shit, but might as well fucking be, right? You got all these people with different styles of fighting, busting each other's ass. It's like video game became a life, you know? It became real life. I used to fuck with Mortal Kombat Heavy. That was my shit. Mortal Kombat was my shit. (laughs) Mortal Kombat probably caused a lot of brain damage. Not like... Directly, I'm not saying like the colors in the video game caused epilepsy. I'm just saying indirectly, you know, it just charges up male ego very high. And I imagine it was probably a lot of young, dumb people that went into the street, started a confrontation and thought they was going to do some like, you know, shoot a fireball out of their hand or some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it didn't go down like that. It didn't go down like that. And now that nigga is eating through a straw. Um, high probability that, you know. It makes me think about like the negative effect or the consequences of even positive things. Like influence is such a fucking powerful thing. There's no way to forecast, predict with any type of, you know what I'm saying? Uh, any type of like measured calculation, the effect that anything has on the larger ecosystem. It's almost like anytime any bit of 
new whatever the fuck content media video game movie goes out it's going to influence people and so should we really blame whatever the content is or should we blame idiots you know <laughs> do we just blame stupid people because mortal Kombat is very obviously it was a video game that i played on a sega genesis back in the 90s mortal Kombat. And it was obviously a video game. I, I I could understand that as a child when I was I had the controller in my hand <laughs> and there was a wire into the controller that was plugged into the system that was plugged into a television. It was pretty clear that that wasn't reality. But the way influence works, it didn't only touch children like myself. Pause. That sounds crazy. Um, but it didn't only reach... <laughs> It didn't only reach, you know, me. It reaches everybody. When something gets popular, when something is in the mainstream, it reaches everyone. So it got some other impressionable young man who's probably retarded. <laughs> and wasn't like, you know, we when we was kids, he was all you pick a character and you you act oh yeah, I'm I'm Luke Kang. You know what I mean? I'm Sub Zero. I'm Scorpion. You know, that's a normal kid thing to do. But there was kids in America that really thought that shit. <laughs> and they brought that energy to a fight that ended very wrong. And I think about that, you know. That's one example of just anything that's in the fucking mainstream influencing everybody. And maybe we should just lay off of critiquing, you know, the content. Maybe, maybe it's the fault of the idiot. Maybe the, you know, man, what am I talking about? Um, yeah, man. What could we, you know, I think about all this shit, like technological advancements. Elon must be talking about like this thing called Neuralink. Neuralink is basically going to be something they put into your cranium that's going to make you smarter, Make your body run smoother. All this stuff, you know, it, it, it's either an incredible sales pitch <laughs> or <laughs> some technology that I can't comprehend. I lean more toward technology that I can't comprehend because there's a lot of shit out there that I have no idea how the shit works. You know, <laughs> I've used this hypothetical before. I was like, yo, if you put me on an island, stranded on a fucking island, and on that island was like the parts to to make a television and you said you have unlimited time you have unlimited resources you got food you're gonna have shelter but you're gonna be isolated alone on this island with those materials and you get to leave when you put that tv together i'm dying on that island i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do <laughs> i have no way to comprehend that shit and that leads me to believe that there is you know just logically, there's more advancements to technology every fucking day. Every day, the millions of brilliant minds in this fucking planet, on this planet that are working day and night to advance technology, God knows what's what's out there. God knows what the fuck is out there. And so, you know, the Neuralink thing might do what it fucking says it's going to do. It might, you know, but I think about that. I'm like, yo... Should the emphasis be on furthering the human race, like in terms of like, you know, because what's going to happen, it's going to be like a financial thing. 
It's going to be like, yo, if this thing really does work as advertised and it's popping and it pushes us forward and it's like, a, you know, something that would, you know, make more rapid evolution throughout humanity. Obviously, the first people who are going to have access to this are the people with money. Right? But that's not going to really solve our fucking problems. Like, I think <laughs> that shit should be used on the dumb people first. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Let's go find the kid that had Mortal Kombat, just like myself, but he couldn't separate the video game from reality and stick a chip in his goddamn head. You know what I mean? The guy that went out into the streets and picked a fight with a kid that was a foot taller than him and tried to do a, a move from a video game. Pick that guy, you know, bug his fucking head up and, and maybe shit goes smoother, you know? Maybe we can be more liberal with the with the content that we put out. Maybe there doesn't need to be censorship or, you know, like that we don't have to start continue critiquing or dissecting how thing how things influence society in mass because you're solving the, the the problem. The problem isn't the stuff; it's the people, the idiots. You know. Um. Yeah. Matt for president. Matt for motherfucking president. I think Kanye is about to run for president. If Kanye West gets elected as president of the United motherfucking states, I'm just going to ascend to a higher realm. I'm not my, my fucking, my physical form is just going to evaporate. You know, I I don't think I could live on a planet that does that. Um, (laughs) But let me not motherfucking speak too soon. I'm going to be, you know, one of those people who's sitting here shitting on the whole idea of it, and then when that shit fucking happens, you know, I will be thoroughly entertained. Do I fucking give a fuck? I don't give a fuck. I don't, I'm not a person that believes the person who holds, who holds office, the president of the United States of America, has any power over anything. I personally don't believe that. That belief is kind of being proven before our eyes because Joe Biden is a meat puppet, and he's not even good at the job. Um, of faking it, of being a puppet. He's he's the worst sloppy, used-up puppet I've ever seen in my fucking life. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so if Kanye becomes president, you know, why not? Why the fuck not, you know? What would Kanye do as president, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would he do as president? He would probably, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Social services would increase definitely, but it wouldn't be for shit that people need. Like the poor people would be begging for more food stamps and he would just give them like a stipend to buy Yeezys. Um, <laughs> you know, it'd be like everybody in the projects has a Yeezy jumpsuit. That would that would be it would be federally mandated. And um, what else would Kanye do? He would change the national anthem. That would be number one. Let's just be fucking honest. You know, you know how Trump was like, I'm not moving into the White House. Uh, Kanye would live in Calabasas and (laughs) he would build his own White House and it would be way better than the fucking White House. It would be like a fucking architectural majesty. It would be, you know what I mean? It would be a palace, a white palace in Calabasas and (laughs) with great acoustics for his, his traveling church. Um, yeah, it would be fucking interesting, man. 
Who would I want to be? Let, all right, let's 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 take the cynical shit, and that's my whole thing, right? I'm neurotic. I'm from New York. I'm negative. Let's take the whole cynical, jaded perspective, and make it lighthearted. You know, if I truly don't believe that the president makes the decisions, why would I meditate on the president, right? So let me get in the motherfucking game, play the game. Who would I want to be motherfucking president? I think I want Kanye as president. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, maybe that's going to be the, the most fun outcome for me, right? Because at the end of the day, I'm American and high up on the motherfucking leaderboard when I'm talking about my values. I love my daughter. You know what I mean? My girl, all that shit, family, whatever. But very high up there, very close to that is entertainment. I am American. What is going to entertain me the motherfucking most? I think Trump back to back would have been fire. Honestly. I could have done without the Joe Biden thing. <laughs> I could have done without that whole motherfucking thing. You know? Trump back to back would have been something. But I don't know if he has enough juice in the tank to return. I don't know if he's going to be allowed to come back. Very honestly. You know, I think... I think he kind of... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think he didn't leave a lot of room. Even if the powers that be fucked with Trump heavy, to be like, yo, listen, man, you just... You didn't give us a lot of wiggle room. You know, we might want you back, but we I don't think we can. I don't think we can. We got to keep these niggas in the vortex... And, you know, you in the office is not helping. Confusing the fuck out of America. So, who would I want to be president of America? You know, and I'm thinking unusual candidates. I'm not thinking anybody that's a politician. I'm tired of politicians. I think Trump proved that we don't need a politician to run the motherfucking country. He was just a rich kid. We got a rich white kid to run the fucking country. We got Richie Rich running the motherfucking country. We don't need a politician, right? Who is knowledgeable enough? Who is traveled enough? Who knows this country up and down? Who's had a life that they not may not be a politician, but they 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 operate their 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 regular life kind of operates as if they were a politician. Like they shake hands with powerful people. They're around the influencers of this country. They're around the, the people who, who really make the decisions. They've sat down and had dinner with them. I'm trying to think, who the fuck is that guy? Right? Or a woman. Less likely, but... <laughs> less likely a woman, but... Um, you know? Who the fuck would that be? It'd be, it would be like... It would have to be like a celebrity, like a famous person. I don't want an actor, though. I don't want a fucking actor up there. Um, not because the actor might not be competent or intelligent. I'm, I don't stereotype people because of their fucking jobs. I'm, I'm sure that there's actors in Hollywood that some of them are fucking geniuses on the low. I'm sure of it. You know, I think the majority is stupid, but um, I'm sure that there's some out there that are brilliant minds. But um, I just think about what that would do in the collective psyche of Americans. Like we're already vapid, empty shells, material worshiping vain animals, you know, that would just be like, ah, uh, uh. so all the bitches that are shaking ass on Instagram and all the guys that are posting them squatting 500 pounds, um, that's just going to increase their fucking, <laughs> their egos to the point they'll be like, oh, this is, this is no longer the route for likes or possibly a business. 
You know what I mean? Or attracting sexual mates. This is the route for presidency. If I want to become the president one day, I got to get on the gram and show my abs and be vain. Um, so I don't like that for the collective psyche of America. It would have to be I'm like a comedian. I think a comedian could be president. Um, I would throw Dave Chappelle up there. Dave Chappelle, like everybody loves Dave, except the trannies. <laughs> and do trannies vote? I don't know. Um, <laughs> when we're talking about rights and we're talking about inclusivity and all that type of shit, I guess those things are important. But capturing the demographic, like I don't know that trannies are a big, <laughs> big part of the voting pool. You know, I don't know if trainees were lining up to, to get Trump in office or if he would have been the deciding factor of him not getting reelected. I don't know if that's how that works. You know, I think most of the voters are white, white people, rich white people, middle class white people and a lot of poor whites. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I like Dave Chappelle as, as you know, what I'm saying like. Chappelle will fuck around and talk too much, though. You know? <laughs> Chappelle will get himself assassinated, you know? And I don't know if you could smoke weed as a president of the United States. I don't know if you could be, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know if Chappelle could do it. I think he could do it. I think he could do it. I, I know the man would never want to do that shit. That man is the type of individual. I can't see him doing anything, anything else but comedy. Joe Rogan, great candidate. Joe, Reg Joe Rogan is quietly already the president. He is quietly already the president of the United motherfucking states. We got we to gotta be clear about what the fuck is going on. You know? They say he who tells the stories. Finish that, you motherfucking self. Go Google it, bitch. You, you know what I'm talking about. You know? People who create the narrative in this lifetime, who mold consensus, um, they are... The leaders. So you think about a guy like that. I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, this platform, he's the most, he's the biggest podcaster. He gets everybody. This guy's gotten everybody on the motherfucking podcast from politicians to the people who run the most popular social media sites, geniuses in very niche um, industries and categories, you know, people who are like fucking experts on mushrooms to people who have seen the motherfucking aliens and, and not like crazy niggas. You know what I'm saying? He gets the crazy niggas from the woods as well. He, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he gets the crazy guy that's a nobody who's just like scarred because the aliens took him and, and shoved shit in his ass and now nobody believes him. He gets that guy on the podcast, but he also gets like people who you got to listen. You got to at least listen to what the fuck they're saying, you know, because they're like a Navy SEAL or they're part of the Air Force or something like that. And, you know, he's a very competent, strong individuals, mentally sharp individuals that, you know, that are claiming they saw some shit. You know, he get, he's seen everybody. He's seen everybody. He's talked to everybody. So I think, like, that's a good, that might be a good move, you know. Who else beside, you know, so no actors. I mean, if it was an actor, who? what actor would it be? You know, we have we've had a president that was an actor before. Who's a Reagan? 
Um, Reagan. <laughs> That's so crazy, bro. But um, who else would be a fucking great candidate for president? That wasn't that was an actor. I'm I, I'm too clouded in that because I'm trying to like decipher who's actually intelligent. That's an actor. Because that's the hardest thing to gauge because they're actors. <laughs> Their job is to act. So they could fool the fuck out of me like they were smart and they really just a fucking dumbass. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. So once again, we're going we're gonna to remove actors. I already gave my picks for comedians. Um, I don't want an athlete. I don't want an athlete. No disrespect. That's stereotypical, right? Like athletes aren't smart enough. That's just like, you know, there's going to be too much bias involved with that. And then the people, you know, eh, I don't want an athlete. I don't want an athlete as a fucking the president. Um, <laughs> maybe we should do the shit like, you know, how like they do with, with, um, with the Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama, the way that they select a new Dalai Lama is they go and they interview, I want to say hundreds of thousands of children. And wherever the fuck the Dalai Lama exists, was that Indonesia, China, whatever the fuck it is, shaved, bald Asian men, and in in red robes, go and they interview children. Now it's not pedophilic; it's for <laughs> it's for the betterment of humanity. And when they interview these children, they have like a secret set of questions that they would ask the children, and they're basically searching when they search for the new Dalai Lama. They're looking for the old guy that was reborn. <laughs> so they ask the same set of questions that nobody knows, but like the f- most entrusted monks and then allegedly the kid that they, they select. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it just sounds so creepy. Sounds so creepy. Like what if it was only one question and the question was like, hey, kid, how you feel about being powerful? kids like i want to be powerful and be like all right so you got to suck all of our dicks you know <laughs> and now that kid's the dalai lama um <laughs> disgusting that's the question you know would you suck a dick to be the dalai lama that's the question <laughs> he answered yes it must be him it must be him again we found him again ladies and gentlemen uh <laughs> that's disgusting uh yeah but um yeah sorry i am american so i'm scarred by the amount of media that is put focus on men not being able to be around children i imagine in the past that it was normal for men to interact with children without everybody having the fucking red flag of that guy is a pedophile why is he talking to a child i imagine in the past it wasn't so aggressive I also imagine in the past there was more kids getting fucked. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's not to say that men, <laughs> the majority of men likes children. I just think in a culture where you're not assuming that everybody, every man has the potential to fuck a kid. In that type of culture, the pedophile would be able to run free. Run, it was like fucking cage-free chicken. Range chicken. Free-range chicken, you know. That guy was just running around. Hey, kid. And there was no PSAs. There was no media to tell that child to run away and talk to his parents. It was just, oh, he's a nice stranger in the neighborhood. And then life, lifelong trauma. 
Um, <laughs> well, you know, a show fucked me up that I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got a, I got a daughter now. I can't trust no man. I can't trust. I mean, it's not like I was a trusting son of a bitch previously, but I really don't trust the shit out of people around my child now. Don't matter if they family, friends, whatever the fuck. If they got a dick or if they are even a woman and I get a little weird feeling, I just don't trust them. It was Law and Order, SVU. I used to watch that shit, oh my God, every fucking night. Law and Order, SVU, that was my shit. Mariska Hardate and that other nigga that looks like a Muppet. Great actor, that guy. Um, and they would go, special victims unit. And it would always be some fucking sick shit. And I'm like, how are they putting this on television? This is like the deepest... You know, depths of like fucking perversion that only law enforcement is supposed to know about. The public is not supposed to have access to the knowledge of what perverts are doing at mass, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> we did. We did have that information, unfortunately. Um, and I watched that shit. It just got me paranoid, man. Like this one dude on this one episode. I don't know if they, they based this off of like the New York Times or something like that. Like a, I don't know if they put in the details like this in the New York Times, but... I don't know where they get the, the inspiration to write these pedophile stories, but there was this one kid who was, he was like grown up and he was describing, he had done something horribly and like, I guess it was like an all in one thing. It was like, he did something crazy and then when he got caught, it was like, you know, that uh, Scooby-Doo at the end of the episode when they unmasked the nigga and... <laughs> They unmasked the nigga, and it was the nigga that was helping him out. It was kind of like that situation. Uh, he was trying to help him out, find out who did this horrible crime. Come to find out it was that nigga. And then he kind of like had a therapy session breakthrough as he was getting cuffed. And he was like, this happened to me and blah, blah, blah. blah. And when he described what happened to him, I was like, oh, shit. I'm not that fucked up, bro. Like He was in a Macy's. And some dude took him into the dressing room and put honey on his dick. And said, you want some candy, kid? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> that would ruin a lot of things for the rest of my life. Like, I couldn't have enjoyed that tea with honey that I just had. Um, I enjoy shopping at Macy's. It's a staple. Every Christmas would just be triggering. <laughs> if you're from New York City, every Thanksgiving, the Macy's parade. Oh, my God. Ah. Um. Yes, yeah, that's that's tough shit, bro. That's tough shit. Uh, I've been talking for a little while, and I think I'm going off the rails. And I'm going to stop now because I'm being highly offensive. Uh, if you are listening to this recording, uh, please do not take this as judgment for anything that's happening in your life. I have trauma and scars as well. I'm just talking shit. Nothing important. That's the name of the fucking podcast. I'm out here riffing, baby. If you will continue listening to the Nothing Important Podcast, I'm going to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Do me a motherfucking favor. Go onto the Instagram. Go onto the YouTube page. Nothing important podcast. That's the title of both of them. Subscribe to the YouTube. Follow me on Instagram. Like the reels. Like the post. Until next time.